0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McCombs loves Kia McCombs at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner. Right on the price.
1: This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. And I'm going to- Mississippi here I come You're listening to good things with Rebecca Turner well, I'm to Mississippi, Mississippi here I come Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places and things to do. Now, now. Here's Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm, and we're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV, and you'll see I am not alone today in the studio. I've got a good friend who's up to some good things. Miss Ashley Smith, she's the Executive Director for the National Council on on alcoholism and drug dependence of Central Mississippi. They have been focusing on recovery for over seventy years as a nationwide within within our state. And September is or starts the or marks, I guess I say, recovery month. So they've got lots of good awareness and events up for us to talk about. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Okay, I know you haven't been and what's y'all's um how do you shorten it? I know you don't say National Council on Alcoholism on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence every time you introduce yourself. So what's like the short way that you introduce your organization? Sure, NCAD. NCAD, I should have known that. So, okay, so NCAD, obviously, you haven't been there for 70 years, but tell us a little bit about its history here in Mississippi and what y'all do on a daily basis. Sure, sure. Uh, As you said, we've been around over
2: 70 years. Uh, We are housed in Ridgeland, Mississippi, and we were founded by Marty Mann. And we provide services, Uh, initially what began, as a focus in the central Mississippi area has progressed to statewide services so we're very excited about that we stand firm on three pillars and those pillars are prevention treatment and recovery
1: preventment treatment and recovery obviously the prevention part is key that's sort of well how do you guys sort of look at the prevention piece of alcohol and drugs Sure, so we provide services to schools,
2: to adolescents, educators, professionals across the state of Mississippi where we primarily focus on education and awareness. So providing them the tools and resources, uh, to be successful. If we can give them the facts, to help guide positive behavior, um, to be able to cope, to respond, to seek support. That's what we want to do.
1: How soon should we be talking to our kids about drugs and alcohol? Now, today? Yes. (laughs) I think my facial expression said it all. It's not a trick question. (laughs) But the sooner, the better for prevention, correct? Certainly, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the second piece you said was treatment. Yes. And do you guys at NCAT actually Uh, do the treatment or is it more facilitating individuals who find themselves in need of treatment to find the right fit? Correct. So
2: I like to think of us as a liaison if you will. And so one of the things that we do provide is an initial free assessment. Um, And so this is a subtle screening that we can provide to individuals if they're under the age of 18. We can do so with their parents' permission Uh, and of course if they're over 18. You know, what an individual can do is stop by our office during the hours of operation or schedule an appointment, and this subtle screening allows an individual to know whether they have a low or high probability uh, to substance use disorder.
1: So when you're thinking about kids, it's almost thinking, well, if that's in your family history, it might be helpful just to already kind of know where your teenager may lie on that or just sort of in terms of thinking through prevention or just being mindful I think you know not having your head stuck in the sand as a parent I think is what I'm sure. try to think about for sure genetics plays a huge part uh, in this
2: disease as well and so like you said if you know that there's family history there um, we're not clinicians however again with that um, subtle screening if you have self-evaluated and there is some concern there as to whether uh, you're battling substance use disorder again that initial assessment is free and we'll be happy to uh, provide those services and, and if you have a youth who you would like to um, receive that free initial assessment we can do that as well. That
1: also brings up in my mind how many parents try to shelter which there is, there is a fine line from that um, some other family members substance abuse And obviously, there's age appropriateness that. But I think there needs to be more transparency, especially as kids get into teenage, that genetics does play a factor and can be talked about how, you know, this you could wind up like Uncle Joe, sorry, Uncle Joe, Aunt Susie, you know, Grandma, whatever it may be. It, you know, because it, it's, you know, you should be more careful. I think more about genetics should be talked about in the sense, like breaking that stigma to stop the next generation from just sort of falling in those tracks if they decide to experiment in their younger years. Yes, and, and
2: that's that a part of the the awareness piece. You know, we, our belief is that, you um, substance use disorder is a disease, a treatable disease of the brain and it is not a moral failing. And so we we want our community members, individuals and families to be educated so that we can um destigmatize this uh disorder as being associated with a person's behavior. You know, no one just wakes up and, you know, say, Hey, I want, you know I want to be
1: a junkie today. You know, To
2: to experience um, the the substance
1: use disorder. So that leads us to the third pillar of of NCAD, and that is recovery, which is, I think, so exciting for September celebrating. We celebrate recovery in all kinds of ways here on Good Things because I think there is a, and you need to raise awareness about the problem and then about treatments, but also you need to show folks hope and that recovery is possible. It's absolutely possible, and it should be celebrated as something that's that's, um, not only attainable, but that it's remarkable for. Someone to have the courage to walk in recovery every day. And so as September recovery month, you guys are having a wonderful event. So tell us about the event. Sure. Uh, Before doing so, I do
2: want to let everyone know for uh, the recovery pillar. We have an in-house bookstore. Where we offer tools and resources for individuals uh, who are on their recovery journey. So we have everything um, from motivational books to books that are evidence based. Um, if you are the adult child of a person uh, with substance use disorder, you know, there are workbooks and support material there for you as well. We also have uh, cards to celebrate sobriety gifts, um, you name it. Uh, those Those resources are there. And again, referrals play a big part in the recovery piece as well. Uh, We make sure that if an individual seeks um, recovery, that we are able to uh, refer them based on their individual needs.
1: Which is always important. But this work isn't free. (laughs) <laughs> and you guys are a nonprofit up to the good stuff now statewide. So it does take funds. And when I say that because it's just the truth. And so an easy way to do that is come out and have a good time at one of your events yes, yes, and be yes. able to support
2: all the good work you're doing. Yes. So we're so excited. So on next Thursday, September the 14th, uh, we are hosting our annual celebration, a night of honor. And so that will start. Uh, take place at Fairview Inn. It kickoff is at six o'clock p.m. We, our keynote speaker is David Best Seller, um, book author David McGee, uh, who's been
1: a guest here on Good Things. Oh, yay! So you're
2: familiar with him, so we're excited to have him. And then our bronze key recipient this year, which is an award that we give out to those, um, individuals in the community who are advocates, uh, for the work that we do and have gone over and beyond. So Mr. Victor Griffith, who is, um, an employee of Harbor House, one of the local chemical dependency uh, treatment centers and he's been a part of their team for over 20 years and we're so excited about honoring him as well
1: and how do we get tickets
2: so you can so online ticket sales have ended however if anyone is interested in purchasing tickets you can stop by at our our office is located at 875 North Park Drive Suite 600 and we will be happy to assist you. So individual tickets are $50, couples um they are eighty five dollars.
1: And if we just are more interested in your services, how can we get in touch with with you guys? Maybe getting you out to a school or to a kids group or whatever it may be. How do we do that?
2: Sure. So you can visit our website. It is www.ncaddms.org. And if you click on the tab that says that says excuse me uh, ways to support, there you can learn more about volunteer opportunities, how to donate as well, as any upcoming events that we may have,
1: which all good stuff. We had someone text in. Ashley said loving this topic and he'll be, they will be five years clean coming up Thursday from, um, from Peel's, you can beat addiction uh, if you just got to want it, but you also have to the support system and you guys can help provide that. Yes. Thank so congratulations. Yeah,
2: congratulations. Happy sobriety birthday, early sobriety birthday. Um, and that is, you know, this recovery is a holistic approach. Um, and so it's not just about the individual seeking recovery, but it also, um, it's important to have that family and friends support system. Uh, on the recovery and knowing journey. what
1: resources are out there for you, yes. and the National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence of Central Mississippi can be there for you. Thank you for your time, Ashley. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, you guys stick with this. We got more for you up next.
0: Upbeat. and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm.
1: you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Don't forget, Supertalk Mississippi News Team is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And then you've got middays on the move next week. Next Thursday, Empower Mississippi's third annual policy summit is going to be at the two Mississippi museums coming up on Thursday. It brings together state leaders and policy experts for a. solution. solution. Solution-centered discussion on how to tackle our biggest challenges and help all Mississippians rise. And Middays with Gerard Gibbert, he's going to be there on Thursday, talking to state and national policy experts about education, the economy, criminal justice system, you know, all those things we don't talk about here on Good Things. So go to empowerms.org to get your tickets today. And that's not fair. We do celebrate education, economy, not really the criminal justice system, but about everything else else. in between, but there is a place and time for everything. But I don't think there is a place or a time to ever do some things blindfolded, ever. I think some things should just require your full attention. Now, assuming if you have a you know sight impairment, you are trying to manage and live life the best you can uh, and make make ends meet. I'm talking about the everyday person. There's just some things. You shouldn't put a blindfold on and try to get a world record in. Let me add that part to it. And so I don't know why it really matters that this particular person was a bodybuilding chef. Chef would have been fine. The fact you're a bodybuilder really doesn't lend to the talents to what you tried to do. Blindfolded for the world record. But the headline is bodybuilding chef chops cucumber blindfolded for world record. Sounds like it's gonna be hard to pick up those dumbbells when you're missing a few of your phalanges. The tips of your phalanges to be exact. Well, now, if
3: you're chopping correctly, you don't you don't even risk it.
1: Stop. You always risk it. There's always a risk whenever you've got something sharp and that close to, to your, to your fingers. But watching, so the blindfolded part would really just be for my anxiety. I guess if you are comfortable with it, that's up to you. You could be fully unfu- unblinded, I guess, looking and watching some of those chefs that really know what they're doing get to going with a knife, a really sharp one and how much they can chop so fast and all the same. I mean, it is a, untold talent for sure. but I feel like with anything when you add speed with with dangerous objects, you're just bound for something bad to happen.
3: Well that's the the blessing and the curse of a kitchen knife is it needs to be sharp, probably sharper than yours at home mm-hmm. in order for it to easily cut through things so that it is less dangerous. It, it sounds counterintuitive. But a sharper knife is much less dangerous than a dull knife because a sharp knife, you don't have to apply as much force while you're cutting or chopping so that it goes pretty much exactly where you put it. A dull knife has the chance of slipping and causing a cut because you're having to apply more force than is usually necessary. It sounds it sounds a little weird, but if you if you want to be safer in the kitchen with a knife, you need to sharpen your knife. You know, the
1: riskiest part of that is getting in and out of the drawer and then in and out of the dishwasher because when you're tired and you got littles around, it just feels like that becomes um, dangerous. But, no, I agree with that. But still, I think the let's see how fast we can chop a cucumber with something that could slice through a human bone is um, – I don't know how sharp the knife was. But what do you think – broke the guinness world record i'll give you the seconds he had 30 seconds while wearing a blindfold and they counted the slices of cucumber to so 30 seconds to me is kind of a long time to keep up chopping i would have thought 15 seconds would have done fine i mean 30 seconds is a long time to do something that could take off your take off your arm okay your arm that's being a, it's a, little, dramatic. a
3: little hyperbolic <laughs> but i'm going to say 83 slices of cucumber in 30 seconds
1: 166
3: wow
0: Yes. I was off by half.
1: Someone, don't put your good knives in the dishwasher. Hence, I don't know what I'm doing. So (laughs) why my knives aren't good. I don't have those type of great knives uh, in the house. And uh, probably I should. And the husband has a few for like filleting fish and skinning deer and doing all the things, but I we don't get, I don't get that serious, you know, in the kitchen with
3: needing. You don't have a voo stuff. <laughs> no,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't get that, uh, serious. Although it would, every time I do get out the one that's not quite as sharp as it should be, I always say I should have a, a sharper knife. I just don't use them the way, um, some people, some people do. So yeah, so 166 in, in 30 seconds. Speaking though of knives, and the sharpness. You ever find yourself watching the um, as seen on TV or the bite on TVs or whatever it is. The oh, ones, yeah. And they talk about like what the knife can cut through.
3: Yeah, I, always, I, I was enthralled by that when I was younger because it's like, wow, this Ginzu knife can cut through a brick and then slice this tomato really thin. And the older I got, the more I'm like, that's just dumb. You You never have to cut through a leather boot. Why would you even show me that?
1: But do you not want to buy it and try it?
3: I a want to part know how, of me does. I yeah. wonder how
1: many people buy have bought it just to get out a shoe that they don't use anymore and give it a good uh, give it a good try. Or cut through like concrete or like they have all the different weird things.
3: Oh and yeah, will sit there and hack on a concrete block with it and then go over and Yeah.
1: Which I just feel like I'm gonna break a tooth off of like a piece of the concrete that I'm still sort of there. And on the text line they said, Do I put my cast iron And the dishwasher. No, my granny taught me that. So I only got one cast iron and it came from my, like down from my granny and that was instilled very early in me. That does not go into the dishwasher, but just about
3: everything. It doesn't even sit in the sink too long. No,
1: just about everything else, um, inappropriate for the dishwasher gets put. (laughs) I can't tell you how many water bottles I've melted over the years that clearly state do not. At the bottom of it. But who's looking at the bottom of it? Who turns things over and actually reads them? And I don't. And so we just had the slew of birthday parties for the kids. They're back to back. And I got in the fancy birthday, happy birthday plates from St. J and had the little whatever in it. And so I was going to heat up a biscuit. I knew better than to cook anything on like a plate, like that kind of plate. I was just going to heat up a biscuit for breakfast the next morning and I turned on the microwave y'all. It was the 4th of freaking July in there. It just started sparking and spittering and everything. And I was like, "This thats is I'm going to burn down my brand new house by heating up a biscuit. And I was getting angry because I thought there's not a single warning On this plate that says, should not go in the microwave. And I flipped it over to see if it kind of started to catch fire on the bottom, because that's usually where the first place it was. And y'all, in every language you could imagine, it says, do not put in microwave. (laughs) Like, I wish I had a photo of it. It's clear as day in English and Spanish and Dutch and letters and, you know, um, all the things are on the back of it. You were going
3: to say hieroglyphics. Go ahead and say it. (laughs)
1: things on the back. And I felt like 2 inches tall in terms of like my my common sense. But who put, who flips over plates before they put them in the microwave?
3: Usually like, no one because usually it's got something on top of it that you would right. spill so if I, you flipped it over. Right. So I
1: I feel like in the pack it's a failure of the packaging. I'm standing by it. I know it's the user user error. I get that. There needs to be somewhere on the top that just has like when you open into it, big do not do not microwave and then obviously it would be another layer. But as clear as day on the back it did. But I sure did. And have you ever when was the first time you put something in the microwave? Do you remember that? And you were like, Whoa, that doesn't belong there
3: at oh, all. Oh yeah. I don't remember what age I was, but I remember I was I was trying to warm up a Pop Tart and I didn't want to take the toaster off the little thing in the middle of the kitchen and plug it in because the microwave was right there. And I know I was a young lad because I I had to have been six or seven because I just took the Pop-Tart out of the box, (gasps) still in the nice metallic wrapper, threw it in the microwave, closed the door, hit the button, and immediately it starts sparking. And then it catches fire. And that was when I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And ran away.
1: Sparky. You ran away. You didn't stop it. I did
3: not stop it. I did not have the, <laughs> uh, the brain capacity to know that was the right thing to do. That's All okay. I knew to do was yeah. to run away. And after it finished catching on fire in the microwave and smoke filled the kitchen, that's when mom was alerted that there was something wrong in her kitchen. Cup and lifts. she came running in to find a half-burnt Pop-Tart in her microwave.
1: Well, lesson learned. Someone said in the second grade I was going to be fancy in the school cafeteria and tried to warm up the smart food cheesy popcorn. I mean, it's, and it starts quick, y'all. It don't take no time for the sparks to start to just. You're like, ah, this is how it is. I do not want to die by microwave. Do not want to die by microwave. <laughs> do not want that on my tape, <laughs> All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. clue what song is or what movie is connected to this song, but it is Friday, so we got Tanya here. She can probably tell us. Do you have any idea? I think it's my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, now that you say that, I can hear. I don't know how the song connects other than I can hear it sounds. Uh, it sounds like that it would. Okay, there you go. So that would be one of the big ones this weekend. Yeah, that really is. Unless you want to be scared. That's it for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to sum it up. Yeah. yeah.
4: We've had that discussion many a times. I, I don't like getting scared. So, uh-uh, uh-uh. so we'll, yeah, I guess we'll talk about that one first. Mm-hmm. The Nun 2 is out clearly the sequel no, to The you. Nun. Um, but it's set in 1956 in France. A priest is murdered. Boo. Evil is spreading. And, um, of course, we get to see Sister Irene as she once again has to come face to face with the devil, devil nun or demon nun. No, thank you. No, thank you. But it's A rated R.
1: Night. I hope so. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> one. Of, I mean, that's one of those that the trailer alone is enough for me. Yeah. I mean, it. It. You know, freaks me out. Folks who can sit through that and sleep at night.
3: What's wrong with you? <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> well, and you know, when I was growing up, you had, you know, Freddy Krueger, Friday the 13th, all of those. And they came out once in a blue moon. Now there's a new horror movie every weekend.
1: But yeah, but when you wrap the faith piece to it, because it's kind of like The Exorcist was on another level. Yeah. It's like, you know, know, that just opens up some. Yeah. You you just feel like you're doing something you don't need to be doing.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But counter programming for this weekend is my big fat Greek wedding Three, it's hard to believe. They get married again, or is there other people getting married? <laughs> other people are getting okay. married, but I will be honest. I did see this yesterday, and I had super-duper low expectations because I don't know if you remember because it's been so long, but we had the first one, which was a huge surprise. Right, I, mean, I was say
1: it was like... Yeah,
4: yeah, I mean, I think everybody expected it to be a good movie, but... It was a huge movie and it put Nia Vardolis on the map and, um, you know, just had a lot of success. And then fast forward to about, I think it was 2016. The second one came out that dealt with, um, like, uh, the marriage of their parents had to, they had to get remarried, but after they discovered their wedding certificate was never signed. And, um, it kind of bombed and got horrible reviews. So I was very, very surprised. And they even did a third yeah, one? Yeah, that they did a third one. And in the middle of all of that, there was also a TV series that did not do super well. Um, and so uh, I think it was canceled after two months. But here we are. And I went in thinking, okay. And I loved it. I thought it, it's not a heavy plot. Some of the plot points are a little out there. You know, but the heart of the movie is so big uh, that I I enjoyed every second of it. And let me just tell you, you need to go see this with a plan to go eat some Greek food. Absolutely. (laughs) Either before or after, because food is front and center in this movie, as the other ones. Um, But in this one, now, Nia Vardolis, she... um, of course is the star, but in this one she's also directing. She wrote it. Um but her family, her father has passed away. The actor that played her father in the previous two movies actually has passed away. And so this was sort of a tribute to him. And before he dies, he asks her, his daughter, to go to Greece and give this scrapbook that he has made about his life in America and his childhood in Greece. Um, he wants the scrapbook to go back to some childhood friends of his. And um, so that was her last promise to him. And that's kind of the premise of this. She and her husband and daughter and some of their extended family, her brother and aunt, they all go back to Greece for a reunion Um, and once they get there, the reunion's not quite what they thought it was going to be. And so they're having to struggle to try to find these childhood friends of her father's, but it's got so much heart in it. You know, it really highlights the importance of family. Um, like I said, it's not one of those movies that you got to pay close attention to. You can just go, I think it's a great girl's night out movie. Um, and it's a good date movie too, for sure. Cause it's got plenty of romance, Um, but definitely I think worth checking out if, especially if you're a fan of this series and it's one of those that you can go see without having seen the ones before they kind of catch you up. You figure out who's who,
1: what would be its biggest rival, um, like in terms of even still out, like what would, yeah, I'm thinking
4: as far as, um, you know, Maybe Barb the Barbie movie. Still I mean strong? yeah, it was number two last weekend. I brought in thirteen million last weekend. Stop. Um Equalizer was oh, number yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I don't think the same your average movie goer is that would want to go see Big That Great Wedding are probably not gonna want to see Equalizer, maybe um, but, yeah, I'm thinking Barbie's its as biggest as competition, which is crazy what we're still saying that, yeah, I know I mean, it's already up to six hundred and something million dollars so domestically, so it it it's like almost double Oppenheimer now, you know, before when it first That's started still out, it's still out, out too, yeah, and I'm sure it will stay out because people are still going to see both of those and Um, Top Gun Maverick is out again. Some theaters are releasing it again. And um, an anniversary screening of The Shining. I mean, not The Shining. Christine is out this weekend. So lots of movies coming back.
1: I like the uh, re-releases. I saw somewhere where Jaws came out for like a split second, too. It's not out anymore, but it would have been appropriate for um, that time. And then what else was 30 years? Um, Oh, Matthew McConaughey. Um, All right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. And I was like, wow, that makes you feel real old. (laughs) I know, I know. And I
4: think we'll see more and more of that. I mean, you're going to see things like, you know, Taylor Swift's concert movie. You're seeing, you know, stage plays Is in the due theater. Is that a strike,
1: though? Is that partly? No, due,
4: or I just think that might have already been planned, but I think. As the strike continues, you're going to see more and more re-releases like we did during COVID. For them to stay afloat in that way. Yeah. What about streaming? What you got? Um, streaming, we have got that. Uh, I know we've talked a couple of times already about the Adam Sandler movie. Super um, cute. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Uh, that title is a mouthful, but I think it's so cute. Um, but it is just picking up steam i mean everybody it's so yeah everybody is talking about it and i think a lot of the teenagers are out there watching it multiple times you know so that one's still out there um you gave me the great advice to watch the george Foreman so movie so good that's new on netflix Just
1: watch it yes
4: it's very, very watch it with the
1: whole family and i don't yeah. say that often Because I'm very stickler on, you know, what we let Neely watch or should watch. But this is one you could sit and watch through the whole thing. And it's a great message for everybody. For sure. And entertaining. Like, it's not just a heartwarming. And it's another one that's going to make you
4: want a George Foreman grill. (laughs) (laughs) They don't really talk that much about the grill in the movie. But it reminds you that it's out there. But yeah, and it's also another one of those that shows you how a person can transform, and it happens, and it's it's just really cool to see it. And
1: and 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 I know that it was true. You have an idea of what his life was just from the headlines, but then to see, and again, it's one I appreciate because he had his hands in. Doing it. Right. So he, you know, it's told from like his perspective. So yeah. that's always good when you get that from a, I guess, autobiography, I mean, however you want to sort of say it, like a life story. Right. Yeah. You hope that it's as accurate as possible. Yeah. So definitely a
4: lot of great things out there um, to check out. And next weekend we have A Haunting in Venice Stop. coming out. This is that character whose name is escaping me, but it's Kenneth Brana. He you know, he's doing the Agatha Christie books. It's another one of those. But to me this one looks a little darker than the other ones. Um like We're murder on the season. Orient Express and some. What's
1: something. the mystery one I keep seeing now? The That may be it. Is it the mystery? Okay, so it's more of like a murder mystery? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. It's um,
3: Poirot.
1: Say it again. Yes.
3: Poirot. Yeah,
1: yeah. you not me. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, And then Expendables 4 is coming out the following weekend. Um, and then the last weekend of September, which I can't believe we're already talking about, the last weekend of September. Um, but Paul Patrol, the Mighty Movie, I feel like you'll be going to see that probably. maybe. Yes, <laughs>
1: yeah. it's probably going to be on my agenda for
4: sure. <laughs> um, and then the two that I'm most excited about as of right now for October is the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. I'm going. I can't wait because I cannot pay five thousand dollars for a ticket. You
1: mean? Um,
4: you <laughs> and then um, Priscilla. Is coming out, which is a hundred percent endorsed by by Priscilla Presley, and she is like doing the tour with this, like she did
1: with Elvis. So it'll be fun to see, interesting how all that turns out from her side of the story. Now that one will be one to sort of catch and sort of see the two different. You know, there's two sides to every story, and then there's the truth. So, yep, there you go. All right, lots to get out and go see. Thank you, Tanya. But you guys stick with this. We got more for you up next. Of George Foreman. <laughs> You can listen to good things on supertalk.fm. You can also stream us at Super Talk's Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But you, it's Friday night, so you've got high school football, and Super Talk Mississippi has you covered. You can catch a local game coming up tonight just about everywhere Super Talk uh, has a station. Plus, you can stream a ton of games. You can get your up-to-the-minute scores from across the entire state. Just go to supertalk.fm slash high school or click on sports on the Super Talk Mississippi app you can also check out the scoreboard preview show at 6 pm. coming up tonight after sports talk and then you can catch the farm Bureau Insurance company scoreboard show at 10 p.m tonight and you can get all of that anywhere you listen or watch a uh, super talk so it should be a good night hopefully a little bit cooler night for those in the crowd and some good matchups and all the things uh, all the things there. I got excited Rhino. When Tanya was talking about <clears throat> that, they may start bringing back movies to the big screen because I feel like there's so many I miss getting to see on the big screen that I wish I would have back in the day um, that you just think would have like a different it would hit different, as the kids say, by being able to see it. So if come in mind, do you have one that you never saw in theater, but if given the opportunity, you would be there to see it in theater?
3: hmm that's a tough one i don't
1: think i saw jaws which i no. missed that i missed that opportunity and it i think it had come out in limited theaters but that would have been a good one i think it did i may have lied i may have made that up and it may have been very so that
3: came out in the 70s so it had we it would, would, have, it would have had to have been a re-release if you saw it if
1: we saw it but that would be one i feel like would be or maybe they came out with it was jurassic park the original it doesn't matter
3: yeah jurassic park was 93, 94, somewhere around there. So
1: we would have been 10 ish.
3: I mean, I saw it in theaters. It was one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters. Yeah,
1: I think I did too. But I would like to have seen Jaws. Jaws would have been one that I think would have been fun to see, fun now to see in the theater. On the
3: ceasefire text line, someone said Star Star Wars, Wars, all of them. And that was what I first thought of, but it's not something I had never seen.
1: No, I I mean, that you have seen, but but just not on.
3: When the. When the special editions of the Star Wars movies came out in the 90s, mm-hmm. that was my chance to go to the movie theaters and see Star Wars on a big screen, because I'd seen the movies before then on TV, especially around mm-hmm. the holidays, I used to play them all the time, just marathon them, usually around Thanksgiving or Christmas, and it would just be like TBS or USA would just have Star Wars all day. So I'd seen the movies, but I didn't see them in the the movie theater on the big screen until the special edition came out. And even then, I only saw the first one, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. I didn't make it to the movies to see Return of the Jedi. So I guess I would choose Return of the Jedi to see on the big screen.
1: We've got two for Twister to see it again in theaters. I think that would be a good one to go back and sort of catch again. I'd love to see Speed on the big screen, the originals. That's the one with Sandra Bullock.
3: Yeah, and Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah, and then... And Dustin Hopper. And, and Dustin Hopper. I've I've seen it. I, it's some of these, y'all, it's just been a long life. I don't remember. If they, you know you see them and then you don't remember where, where you saw them. But those action-type movies, I definitely would want to go back if you had the opportunity. Top Gun, which apparently... No, they said she said Top Gun Maverick yeah, is back the new out. One. That's the new one. So you're talking about the original Top Gun going back out and um, seeing that. Someone said, "Which else one was it?" Oh, Jaws, Star Wars. We're all saying the same thing. New Hope, Jurassic Park, Twister, Eight Seconds. I hadn't thought about that movie in a hot second. <laughs> I mean, hey, that might one be. I don't. I know. I didn't see that one on the big screen, but that would be. Um, that is a good movie. Oh, yeah. There's lots of action in it that way um, would be a lot of fun. Any horror ones? I, I mean, I would go back and see as much as I don't like like scary movies, the original Jason's like, the I know what's coming. You know, the ones that I, I was introduced to under my covers watching TNT at night or tbs or whatever the channel it would come on to when i wasn't supposed to be watching them i certainly never saw the first ones in theater right um and i only saw very few of the other ones by choice in a theater but i might have the courage maybe to go back and see some of
3: those yeah seeing the exorcist on the big screen no the, uh, that's totally a whole other
1: level why do you want to go there Nobody needs to see someone that large levitating. No.
3: Oh man, we got a great list right here at the end. Demolition Man, great. That would be great on a big screen. Cliffhanger, another Sly Stallone movie. Eraser with Schwarzenegger. Congo. I saw Congo on a big screen. I remember that. Lethal Weapon, Commando, and First Blood.
1: Aaron and Meridian, you need to talk to your local theater people. You need to get that list up and going. Such a good list to round out the show. All right, you stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the Boys with Sports Talk Mississippi. They'll be with you from 3 to 6. Rhino and I'll meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.